hold on, I'm, I'm reading through their big block of stuff. So on June 16th, they were notified. And it seems like they have IP addresses first seen on... 15th March. of May. No, they have IP addresses first seen oh. on the 9th of March. Yep. Then they say oh, yeah. that May 15th is when they sort of shifted uh, infrastructure, is when the attack adversaries shifted. I like how they just slipped those March and April IPs in there, like, in between yeah. everything else. Yeah, in between yeah. everything else. Yeah. They're like, we're just going to, you know, in the text, we're going to talk about these other dates, but in the actual table of information, you're like, wait a minute, there's, there's some activity first seen in March. Get right, pal, because we got a blue team summit to run on August 23rd. Ian and Basin Blue Team, two hackers on a mission to run a blue team summit over three days. You see, me and the seam have an understanding. We're on a mission to log. Forensics drives got lost. Space scanning. Yeah, if my estimations are correct, oh, we're getting pretty close to the Blue Team Summit. That's uh, two days of training and one day of talks, right? Yup. Did you see two folks run by saying they were running a Blue Team Summit? Yeah, I just sent them down there. Thank you. Ian Meyer. How much for your encryption keys? <laughs> Basin Janchlerd. Um, maybe after the summit we could hang out or something? Are you the police? Yeah, no ma'am, we are hackers. Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Hills Information Security talking about news. And as you just saw, we had that fantastic video intro for the Blue Team Summit. Please check it out. We'll have the link down below so you can see it wherever you're getting all of this. It is not a Michael Bay. Ian said it was a Michael Bay film. There's part of me that just died inside. Like somebody sees the Blues Brothers and they're like, is that Michael Bay? Uh, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but no, we're, we're, I love that. No, ma'am, we are hackers. It's going to be cool. It's going to be an awesome summit. We love doing these online things. Um, and as always, this particular podcast, webcast, whatever it is you're seeing here on LinkedIn, whatever we call it on the LinkedIn stream or whatever, is brought to you by Black Hills Information Security and Anti-Siphon Security Training. If you need to get hacked, call BHIS. If you want to prevent yourself from being hacked, then call BHIS because we have SOC services. If you think you've been hacked, call BHIS because we do IR. If you'd like to stop being hacked, call us because we have SOC services, which I already said, so we're going to say that twice. And then if you would like to learn how to hack or learn how not to get hacked, check out anti-siphon security training. And that's about all I've got to say about that. Now, today, I am joined by a group of people that have actually bathed, I assume, in the last four or five days. 
I went into the woods last week and I have been completely out of any internet coverage, no text messaging, no Twitter, none of that. Um, I've been up in the middle of the Bighorn Mountains and I come out and of course the big story is Microsoft was hacked and uh, we're going to, I'm not even going to qual, guys, I don't even think I have to quantify that. Do I? Do I have to say that they were hacked? I mean, there was a breach of Microsoft in some fashion or another. And we're going to get into that. But I have Ian, who did a fantastic job with that. The tent smelt like sliced onions. No, James, as I mentioned before, I got so stinky that I literally thought, started to think that I smelt like, like golden grams or cornflakes or something, which I think is my brain rewiring itself at some level, saying, this, I, is, too, this is too horrible. I, um, we have James fermenting, B. John. It's fermenting, right? <laughs> uh, we have James B. Uh, we have Chris. We have Alex. We have Mike. Uh, came in at the last moment. We have Penn, we have Florida Man, and we have curlifconfig.me on today. That's my IP. That's my <laughs> IP. I know <laughs> everyone's IP address. If you run that command, it'll tell you what it is. My IP address is 127.0.0.1 as well. Yeah, I, I saw the pen test code. .0 .0 .2, 3, 4, and 5. So Ooh, my ISP charges me a lot for all of that. So let's get into this. Um, so like I said, I don't think that we're going to pull any punches. Microsoft was hacked. Is that what we're leaning with this entire thing? Because I know that there was a theory in one of the articles, I think it may have been like Wired, where somebody else said it's possible one of the 25 tenants got hacked, and then there was an abuse where they could pivot to other tenants. Um, for those of you that don't know, there was a signing key that was compromised that allowed uh, people to create their own access tokens, or the attackers, who we presume to be the Chinese, to create their own access tokens, uh, the group, I think, was Storm0558. Uh, I think it's right there in very small print. Clever there's name. A, there's yes. a Jake Williams quote. He's a friend of EHS, so I'll just read it. Go we put it. our trust in passports, and someone stole a passport printing machine. <laughs> I think that sums it up yeah. right there. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's how cloud security works, right? You just have a passport printing machine, and uh, then you're done. I feel like there's way more questions than answers right now. About yes, how I happened. agree. It's bad. And, Let's just say it's bad. I think it's it's trying to determine what varying levels of bad. And I think that we need to kind of break down for the audience what are the possibilities of what has happened. Okay. No one has for, figured out how they got the key. Is that correct? No one is Microsoft Public. is not answering that question yet. Oh, yeah. So that's the key. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, uh -huh. How did the attackers get the key? And yeah. if we're looking at how they got that key, if we're looking at the options as they stand, option A. There is a vulnerability in Microsoft Office 365 that was allowed that allowed the Chinese attackers, Storm and some random number, to take advantage of some built-in system to cut themselves their own key. That's bad. Okay. The other possibility is there was a compromise of internal Microsoft resources. Let's say an internal, like a, a spear phishing attack. They were able to pivot internally in Microsoft. Maybe, maybe it was a bribe. A bribe. It could have been, okay, that's number three. Mm -hmm. So either there was a compromise of the cloud service. A compromise through traditional means. There was a suitcase full of money. <laughs> and the third theory, which I disagree with, but I think it's a valid theory that needs to be investigated, is there is some kind of violation of how those access tokens are granted. That if you gain access to one person's token or the ability to generate keys in one of the 25 tenants that was compromised, you were able to somehow leverage that in access to so other. One thing I did read is that the validation of that certificate was improper, and that's the one thing that they fixed, right? 
but they didn't talk about how they created that certificate. Like it was still valid, but it shouldn't have been valid across those tenants. That's what I'm trying to say, or that's what it was saying in the article. So I I think that those are the options as they sit right now. And I kind of, kind of want to work around the horn. Um, I'll start with uh, Ian, since you're on the upper left-hand corner. What are your thoughts? I mean, what does this smell like looking for Microsoft's press release and the astounding lack of data that we're getting? Uh, personally, I, th- I think it's probably a misconfiguration somewhere that some there. Uh, it's the worst thing in the world is to be considered an expert in the field, and and they are. Let's not take away from what Microsoft Research Center does and the amount of attacks they're handling, but it does speak to the idea that if you've got these, like Jake said, multiple these passport printing machines, if you've got ones that can be set up to print up passports for the United States and Canada, and the UK. Why? Why, <laughs> why does that exist? Why did you even go through and do that? That shouldn't exist on any Well, level. making your own passport's a lot of work, Ian. So we just stole Canada's <laughs> passport and so put eagles on printers. it? Yeah. But, but we've seen that, right, in our testing, where we've tested cloud security technologies, where there are certain things like access tokens and keys that are being used across multiple different tenants, right? Um, I think one of the examples I think, think that jumps right up like very quickly is LastPass, right? Mm-hmm. So LastPass, they were using AES electronic codebook mode, and they were reusing that. And that's not quite the same thing as a key, but it allows you to basically pull down the secrets and find all of the people that have the exact same passwords because they're going to have the same encrypted ciphertext, right? So you have those same vulnerabilities. That uh, James, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're, you're jumping in here and love to have you hang out. I'd love to get your thoughts too. Yeah. Well, so, you know, they talk about all the mitigation and hardening steps that they took, and they're still insisting, okay, no customer action is needed. But somebody is going to start asking the question of, hey, how can we look in our audit logs? How can we look in our SIM to know if anything's there? And it would be really nice if Microsoft would at least say, outside of just, you know, indications of compromise, bunch of IPs that are probably not even useful anymore, uh, just saying, hey, you know, go in here. And if you see anything weird, then investigate. But, uh, you know, there's so much data in the audit logs. We should be able to see something uh, well, to prove or disprove it, you know? And, and James, I want to table that because we have to come back to that. Cause I think that that's one of the key issues yeah, that I want to rant on yeah. is it's like, we should just check your logs and Microsoft's well, if you want those Did logs, you pay extra? you're out of pay. B- so we're going to come back. They're just like, Oh, we'll tell you if you're screwed. Yeah, we'll tell you if you're compromised. Chris, your thoughts, man. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I was just reading through it a bit before we got on here, and I think what would be interesting of looking at this particular threat actor is what they have also been tied to, <clears throat> excuse me, in the past, uh, where they typically have an interest in more media companies, think tanks, and telecommunications, according to the write-ups that I saw. So what would they have to gain for targeting where this was discovered, which I think it was, you said. Uh, and, that, and I think that that's a really good idea. If you pull your mic a little bit closer, the compression is is doing you no, no favors whatsoever. Um, but we'll never know, right? Like, I think the people that are doing the investigation will look at the 25 different organizations. What was the data that was accessed and then cross, like, correlate that. Um, Alex, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts on this was it was interesting how it was snuck out on Friday and not in any of their main... Uh, main threat feeds, so it sort of seemed like a release and Microsoft sort of uh, kind of concealing things and reading over some of the uh, statements from people that have been contacted, because Microsoft said in their article, you've been inco- impacted, we'll contact you. 
looking over some of the information, the people that have been contacted say, yeah, it's they don't have any actionable information that they're giving us. They're just like, hey, you got hacked, and yeah, with a bunch of wordsmithing and padding around it, uh, not say anything further. Well, they so, got scooped, uh, didn't they? Didn't they get uh, scooped by the State Department? Like yeah, they that's didn't what I was going to say. I don't think Microsoft was the original people that detected no, they didn't it, right? It was no. the State Department that did. Which, I want to know who the hell detected this attack that wasn't Microsoft. Yeah. And I would like you to send your resume to oh. me. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. We pay better than the State Department. You know that. No, we'll pay we... better than the State Department. So, I, I wonder, oh, I'll, I'll, when I have my chance, I'll go. Okay. Um, but I also that State Department comment, this is this sounds very conspiratorial from my perspective, as I'm prone to dropping into from time to time. It almost sounds to me like they were watching the attack on the other side from the Chinese, because we're in their networks, right? And they're seeing this and they're like, Holy hell, was, somebody get Microsoft on the phone now. Yeah, was and you a, can't say the NSA detected it. You can't say the NRO, the NRO wouldn't, they're SIGINT, but you can't say like the FBI or the NSA or DISA or any of those organizations detected it because that kind of violates, you know, like means and methods and how yeah. we actually collect data. So <laughs> you can say, well, there's just this guy at the State Department, Bill, Bill, Bill is a fantastic security. <laughs> he yeah. was looking at these access because he reads those things at night yeah. and he totally just caught it just on a whim. And then it protects the like level of intelligence gap. If, if our intelligence agencies are doing their job, that's probably how it should work. That should have right? been detected. That should be the process, right? Yeah. And then right here, Rootkit, uh, Rootkit Ranger, you know, what's in the news is exactly what Rootkit Ranger said, right? Um, it's basically US government detected weird mail access logs and then contacted Microsoft, and that was essentially it. And there that that's the official story. Let's roll with it. I don't believe it personally, and that's okay. I'm not going to go all Alex Jones and get weird and like, wait for a meteor to come down and take us out because I have to pay billions in lawsuits. Uh, no, no, I believe no, it because it's no, like- Everyone stop. That was an incredibly good Alex Jones. Yeah, it was. I was hoping somebody would pick up on that. Yeah. Yeah. practicing now it in the woods in a tent. By the way, way. You, look, you look fantastic as well. Um, all right, Mike, get, get, what, are you, what, what is your take on this, your hot take? Uh, my hot take, honestly, is that there's one other option I think we're not thinking of, which has happened with tokens in the past, and that's GitHub. That it was somebody <laughs> stupidly posted it up to GitHub, tried to pull it down before somebody else got a hold of the access to it all. What gets me is that you've got different people suggesting different things, security of key management systems, uh, saying the certificate authorities hacked. One of the things that's been pointed out is that there's still no CVE for whatever this bug was. Yeah. So Microsoft's really trying to keep this close to their chest. So it's either something really, really brilliant, or as we've seen plenty of times in our field, really, really stupidly simple that they did to go ahead and pull this off. And I love that approach. If you have a choice of conspiracy or stupidity, choose yeah. stupidity every single time. I mean, right? everyone knows Hanlon's razor. Never attribute to malice what can be explained by stupidity. <laughs> I, I often, the quote that I use related to that is, is Ghostbusters, when they're the original Ghostbusters, when they're talking about how they built the, the tower. And he's like, this guy was either a certified genius or an authentic wacko. <laughs> like, like, that's it. That's what it what, is. Why not both? Yeah, All right. Like they're mutually exclusive, right? Cameron, your thoughts on this? So I'm wondering, like, 
to what extent this is being actively investigated, because it says in the article, for example, since identification on June 16th, a month ago, how many potentially compromises, how many potential compromises are there that absolutely no one has looked into besides the one that we've heard of? And and I think that that's a good point because I think they said that they found the one key and they shut that key down. I don't, there's not a lot of conversation about, okay, there was these one key that was used in these 25 orgs. Were there other keys? Oh. And there's we, two articles that say, oh, a month ago this happened. We caught one instance of it. Yeah. It's kind of scary. And that timeline, I think it's time for a good divergence to talk about that. Um, I think Jake said that the timeline was, was kind of, it was, they caught it relatively quickly. And like knowing Jake and kind of channeling the way he thinks, which is a terrifying thing to do. He like looking at the level of logging, the level of things that you would have to have to be able to detect this attack, kind of like what we were just talking about. I'm surprised it was caught at all, like whatsoever. And even if that was fast, uh, what was what was it, Cameron? Was it a month that they had access that we know of for that specific key? I can't remember. So it says they identified it on June 16th. I don't see how long it was active before they claimed to have identified it. So that. That is that is a terrifying timeline, right? Um, all right, so here we got ISO uh, said not necessarily bug internal Microsoft feature. If nobody outside of Microsoft could pull it off, then uh, what country might these people be located? Does it uh, it does indeed remain a mystery? And I think we know a couple of United States agencies that were hit. I don't think we got the full list of twenty five orgs, and I don't expect, and nor would I ever want Microsoft to give us the full list. Of all yeah. the organizations, uh, that were U.S. Called. State and Commerce Departments are the only ones they're claiming oh. right now. There was also some other, uh, like, uh, what, what was it, like lobbyists and some other stuff related to um, uh, China that I think were part of it as well. Also, that brought up logging and how there wasn't any logs for them and other things like that. So, do we want to pivot into the logging conversation, y'all? Because yeah. I, well, I don't get a hot very... take. I, no, I have you so many hot takes. No, no. You guys are regular hosts. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Listen, uh, like, okay, Ralph, what is your hot take on this? Oh, um, Microsoft Gov is they're not gonna do it. They're gonna cancel the contract. They're going to AWF. <laughs> I, I disagree. Wow. We'll circle it's back right Corey, now. Okay. What's your thought? Okay, so first of all, I think ISO nailed it. I think that the concept, you know, one thing we didn't discuss would be a potential uh insider, not necessarily like an insider threat, but we all know that the MO of a lot of these threat actors, mostly North Korean threat actors, is to get hired. That's what they do. They get hired. And we know that when you're running a cloud infrastructure, it's all based on Popsicle 6 and Glue because it has to be because it's all Active Directory at the end of the day, right? So I feel like if you're running a cloud infrastructure, you might need to outsource some of your dev and admin work. And it's really tricky to control the permissions of keys and things like that. Like, that's my theory for how this happened. It's like basically a developer or a resource of some kind who's either malicious or unintentionally, you know, insider threat disclosed keys that were required for them to be able to, you know, provision web app services or whatever. And oops, we accidentally gave out the admin keys. Um, so that's my theory. But the other thing I wanted to joke about, John, is your conspiracy. I do think this one is legitimately possible that like a random person just detected it. Because if you're just browsing your account properties in Office 365 and it's like, show current logins and you click it and it's like, Shenzhen China. And you're like, that's not good. Like I could see it. <laughs> I could see it for sure. Like I could see, uh, you know, you just then, look at your current logins and it says like you are logged in from, you know, scary there's name. some Chinese hacker who's in a like, see, but I can't handle like in my head, I can't like rectify the two things, right? 
one, the level of sophistication for this attack. And then if all of a sudden they're like, yeah, just connect to it directly from a, you know, a, a Kohan IP address. It's like those two things don't match, right? Like Shit, there's that's something fair. that's fair, but something, I mean, it's like, you just maybe, did black magic and now you're doing a direct connection from China. Maybe, like, maybe, but you see, you're assuming <laughs> black magic, but I don't think it necessarily has to be black magic. I think it could just be, we have this agent working at Microsoft. They just give us whatever they can get. Like, it's like the overemployment thing. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I have two jobs. One of them is outsourced to India through people that I don't you know, really know. And I just give them access to my work email and they just do my job for me and take 50% of the money or whatever. Like, yeah. it could just be a foreign agent gets hired at, at Microsoft. They just give their access to whoever. They just say like, hey, I went on GitHub on the internal GitLab and I found some keys. Here they so, are. Like, I don't know what they are, yeah, but like, just check hands it out. Them over. Yeah, um, I, that's a theory. I mean, that's this is totally speculation, but... By the way, Ralph, I just wanted to let you know that your whole theory about Microsoft losing the contract was shot by Flackfest, who completely <laughs> I, destroyed your argument with like, Occam's razor-level logic. Uh, Flackfest <laughs> said they can't leave Microsoft. None of their Excel macros will work in Google Apps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's totally right. I mean, it was flawed from the beginning, but, you know, it felt good. <laughs> it did. It did yeah. feel good. No. It is funny, though, that they said, like, the State Department said, like, we take our vendor's security very seriously. It's like, are you just saying that? Because I feel yeah, like, you know, export grade, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of history yeah, there's there. A, there's a lot there. But, um, you know, so one of the things that what's great about that is it very much reminds me of, though, when you owe the bank a thousand dollars, you know, it's your problem. If you owe the bank a billion dollars, it's their problem. Yes. It's yeah. kind of like when you're with Microsoft. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if it's a small security, oh, we're going to even solar winds like we're going to step on them. Microsoft. Well, you know, there's a lot of challenges in security. Yeah. <laughs> the cloud really is hard. Part. OK, yeah, you guys yeah. work there. I, I just I would love to be the analyst that has to go brief Joe Biden on this like you know joe biden's <laughs> probably just saying not to get political but he's probably just saying hey can we just fire them and not use them and they're like actually mr president there's this thing called macros and documents yeah. what the hell's a <laughs> macro it's pretty much what runs the entire country so how you get your email you won't get your email anymore okay yeah, just I, I, yeah i will say that that's that's exactly right like this is a good one this isn't uh, this is going to bubble up really high because you're talking about something very simple which is email there's no cloud access you know, keys and like, it's not that complicated. It's basically like, okay, what were they after? Your email, sir. Oh my God. Not my 10%, not my 10% off at ice cream parlor codes. Get this. I got this a is plan. We're putting emails in a server in a closet. All right. That's <laughs> it. Why don't we just have people someone. print them out and bring them to them? Like, that's, wait, wait, that's wait, wait, I think, I think you're onto something. Okay. So hear me out. This is crazy. All right. We're going to take the cloud email. And we're gonna we're gonna configure it onto like a device that you put on like it's like a shelf, but it's more it's a rack. And then we're gonna put it in the office, and what? you'll connect to it that way, what? and we'll avoid all this. Class. That theory will never fly. Some Silicon Valley vibes old. right now, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There's a bold Ian, Ian. We have an open rack. We gotta for call a... out Mindy Green's quote. <laughs> you know, we're making. You know, Joe Biden's old, right? And he, Mindy said. He probably knows what macros are, giving his age and all. He probably was like, oh, yeah, macros. That makes sense. <laughs> I remember macros in my 40s. Oh, dear God. Oh, it was the only yeah. way I could read that Excel document. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh macros? Oh, yeah. Continue. Yeah. Proceed. So, we haven't he, shut those down yet? No, Mr. President. Good God. We need them. So you I'll guys tell you what, talk Jack. 
talk about those uh talk about the logging that wasn't happening so, okay now we gotta pivot other, to the logging okay yeah, there's one other piece of that so there was some other customers that thought or suspected this intrusion right and so these weren't necessarily at the state department now they tried to go look at this and to investigate it and the logs just weren't there and they were like oh you didn't pay for the big expensive license right so that is kind of the debate right did Microsoft I, give that up, or can we it? can we pause that for just a second because sure. we do have to go to that? But Hack Car said a Microsoft employee copied and pasted the keys into Chat GPT. <laughs> I, I think he has it wrong. I think there was a Chinese hacker that was like, uh, Chat GPT, what are the, what keys, are the keys for <laughs> like creating access tokens? And Chat GPT indexed it somewhere. Is like here it is, and they're like, is that? Oh God, that, that, that's way Holy too plausible. That's so plausible. I'm asking Chat GPT right now. I have to know. <laughs> Yeah, you have to go find that's out. What they fixed. That's, that's what they fixed, by the way. <laughs> well, they fixed that one. But let's go back to the logs. Ian, you got something. Well, no, on no, no, but on that note, like, let's put the tinfoil hat on for a minute, straighten it out, right? Every, everyone's given these large language model chat programs guff for training on their data. Well, what does Microsoft own? Microsoft owns mm -hmm. GitHub. So that's their data. Let's train on it. Not realizing that one of their interns had uploaded the code and certificates that would allow them to do this into chat GPT, which who's the largest investor in chat GPT. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. This is turns out turtles all the way down. Turns out the hacker was ourselves the whole time. It was the, it was. Good job. Well, I feel like we succeeded. I mean, that was my goal. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's, let's go to the logging thing. Yeah. So this here's my, me off. Yeah. I, I want, Here, we got to have a condensed shirt that says this. We have to start a movement in the community. The logging we need to protect ourselves should never be something that we have to pay for. Like, so, there shouldn't be like, if you're just going to pay for EL level three, you get shit logged. If you pay five, you're going to get the logs that you need. That is, that is like going into a house and being like, oh, you want smoke detectors? Yeah, that's going to be an extra $150,000. Like, logging is essential. It's, it should be like a commodity. It should be like water. It should be like air. It should be like I flush my toilet. And then magically poop disappears, which after camping, so, that's amazing. Hmm, I, okay. I don't think that pricing should like logging should never be associated with pricing at all. So you know how like in, in cryptocurrency, you have the whole not your keys, not your crypto thing. But let's yeah. just say not your logs, not your security. Like that's <laughs> just the fact. Like if you don't have the logs, it's not your security program. It's someone else's. Like I, I really like I, and I, I agree with John, but I guess what I would say is like, I think this is just hitting on a hot button issue, which has been a thing forever with Office 365 since it came out, which was, you want logs? Well, that's complicated. Either we don't have them, you have to pay out the wazoo for them, the format's terrible, the extractions, like, it's a whole, it's a long running issue in the Microsoft community. And like, I think this might just be the straw that breaks the camel's back. It's like the EDR thing. We need to all push back as a community and say, here is, you know, we're going to move to freaking rack space hosted exchange we're gonna bring it back like <laughs> yeah. you know if if you don't fix this like we are gonna go back to lotus notes um so Cheers. like you you have to you have to like i think we have to push back as a community and say like it's important it's important enough that we're shifting our business use cases to match it including switching off of your your platform that doesn't support logging to the level that we expect like i, I think we need to all agree to that but here's here's the thing that, that you know, and I agree with everything about that. But here's the thing that I that I am guessing is going to happen, right? Whenever you're looking at like, um, I'm gonna look at the RSA breach. 
Years and years and years ago, RSA was compromised via poison ivy that was loaded in an Excel spreadsheet in a macro, and the attackers pivoted, and they were able to get access to all of the different uh, ACS, I, no, is it .se, I can't remember what it was, I think it was ACS files that, oh, they, the newer versions were um, XML, uh, that was basically the seed values for every single RSA token on the face of the okay? That is and was a catastrophic compromise of RSA, right? That was their core business was two-factor authentication across the board. That was like their primary claim to fame. Everywhere that you went had those little RSA tokens. And the attackers used those RSA tokens to compromise defense contract. Now, whenever people went to RSA and they said, holy crap, we want new XML files, uh, for all of our seed tokens, for all of our RSA tokens, unless you were the absolute tippy top defense contractor or United States government, they told you to pound sand. They were like, you can buy more. And they were in a position in the market where they could effectively tell their customers, sure, all the stuff that we do to secure you is completely compromised by the Chinese, but we don't care, pay us more money. And I'm afraid when you're looking at something like this with Microsoft, like when we start talking about the conversation of trying to push Microsoft to give us the security logs that we need to properly secure our environment, my fear is deep down that Microsoft's just going to tell us all the pound sand, very similar to what happened in the RSA breach. And I, like I, would, I would agree with you on that, John. I also want to add in a couple of extra thoughts onto that. Number one, the fact that Microsoft's not the only one that's doing this with logs. It's, it's a pain in the butt from a blue side to go ahead and find out what logs you need and what data you need as it is. The second problem that we run into is running into situations with where we're storing the logs. Yeah, maybe they'll give you the logs, but you've got to store it off on something else like a Splunk instance or a Sentinel instance where you've got to pay for the ingestion yeah. fees. Yeah. The, the final thing about the logs is that if these logs were buried so hard, why is it that I personally have gotten five different companies saying, if you would have had our product, we would have been able to have detected this? <laughs> it, it, it goes to show, and, and I've been on a rant at times on social media on this, about how much we are insecure because of the security companies and the way that they're doing things to us at this point in time, that it's just a profit center for them, as opposed to really giving a, uh, a rat's butt about security. Yeah. And this now, is well, just another the, way. The, I mean, it's going to fa fall by the you're, wayside you're, you're eventually You're basically saying that they're going to find a way to make money off. So they're going to be like, oh, you want the logs? Absolutely. You can have all the logs for free. However, they have to be stored over here in Microsoft Azure. Well, when it comes to, so when it comes to the storage thing, I will push that back on that a little bit because I mean, I guess you could argue it 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 should be available for you to take offline and index however you choose for free as base level. Like if I sign up for a trial Office 365 account, I should be able to take that and put it in my own personal elk and that's fine. When it comes to corporate level, corp corporations should be able to decide, do I want to pay for this infrastructure on my own? Do I want to pay for Sentinel or do I want to pay for Elk or Splunk or whatever? Or do I want to just pay for Microsoft to tell me when, you know, Defender for email or whatever, you know, they have like 50 Defenders. So like, I feel like that's a decision people should be able to make. But like, at the end of the day, that does cost money. You can't, like, I get that Microsoft can't just, it would be bad if they were just like, oh yeah, we just store all of our logs for all of our customers all the time, you know, 90 day rolling window. Like, well, that's a little sketchy too, because you don't want Microsoft to have their hands on like all of your emails forever without, you know paying for anything or whatever 
But I still think I would be okay with that if Microsoft's like, look, we're going to store all the logs that are required. We're going to store it for one week and then they're gone. If you want to get those logs off and you want to dump them to Elastic, you want to dump them to Splunk, you want to dump them to Chronicle, which I think would be awesome. If you want to do that, whatever it is you want to do with them, they're going to be there. We aren't going to store them forever, but we do have plans where you can get them. Then I agree with you. It's like, then at least you have an opportunity to make an informed decision. And at that point, I I believe Microsoft could totally wash their hands and be like, we give you the logs you want. You got to get them off our system or transfer them someplace else. But they're at least going to be there for some window of time for their customers to be able to get what they need out of. Yes. And and they clearly they think they have it because they're just telling people. I mean, I don't know if it's just the PR and legal departments, but they are telling people like, we'll tell you if you're hacked. It's like, okay, so you guys know then? Like, you have the logs. Like, <laughs> we haven't even oh, talked we'll about the legal ramifications of that. Like, the legal ramifications. Now, Microsoft saying that, I, I'm wondering, like, how many, like, we asked the question, how many more than the 25 organizations that were compromised were compromised? What if there's other corporations that are compromised? And literally, Microsoft's stance was, don't worry, we'll tell you. And they miss that. Um, that, that could be. It's like a ransomware group. They're like, we'll tell yeah. you. We'll we'll post it when you're hacked. Just to, oh, here's where you should email us for to, to take it down. We'll we'll tell you though. Don't worry. You know, not, not a lawyer, but have played one on TV occasionally, right? The thing that I find really interesting about this is Microsoft can go back and say, hey, yeah, listen, you know, we can hold on to your logs, but then at some point, you know, we are responsible to deliver them to law enforcement, and we have to spin up a whole other wing for legal requests. Right now, we can say, we don't keep those logs. That's based on the customer doing it. That's true. I I would bet any amount of money that Microsoft will continue to push back on that, because just like Apple having to unencrypt liability, they're like, this. we'd have to spend a billion dollars a year in staff people just to do this. So I don't think... And, you know, we're talking about, like, conspiracy theories and the racket of the security industry, which it really is kind of that way. I think she, KT, uh, she could... Uh, summed it up the best, said, I wanted to set up monitoring of cloud logs from Azure files and analyze them with Rita, but every bit pulled down would incur additional transfer costs. Like if you're moving it from cloud provider to cloud provider, it's transfer costs upon transfer costs upon storage costs. You can't leave us never. Yeah, you'll never, ever leave us. Um, Really the comment that I had up on the screen there for a second was Russell solved it with capitalism right here. You just Microsoft for the logs and you pay Splunk to store them. Also, you have to pay you know, Microsoft to even get the log, like, you know, and, to and then transfer you gotta pay the someone log. to read the logs and then you got to pay yeah. someone. There was to only somebody we could have to wade through the logs. Wade. Through <laughs> the logs. <laughs> I feel like you've been summoned, but you're no weird way. Yeah. I, I think that like on the security industry side of things, just to give one more hot take there, I think it's basically like, let's just say like 25, maybe 50% of the security industry is solely based on just making things that Microsoft should have fixed from the beginning. <laughs> like, like basic. Okay. Let's talk about what is an internal pen test. It's just showing everyone how they set up Microsoft wrong. Like that's basically <laughs> what it is. Like if it was possible to secure AD from the beginning, we wouldn't have internal pen testing. We would just have assumed compromise. Like if you, you know, like genuinely, like, for years, my entire career has been telling customers, ha, ah, Microsoft, what are you going to do? That's how yeah. we got DA for the 18th time. Like, it's, it, it, so that is the whole, or not the whole, that is a huge chunk of the security industry. Oh, your yeah. endpoints aren't secure? Well, here's EDR. Oh, your cloud isn't secure? Well, here's Defender for cloud. Like, it's, 
that's the whole secure it's a decent chunk of the security industry is band-aiding over what other vendors are doing wrong <laughs> well what? and Blackfest, who's just on fire today said the internet was invented by hippies security was invented by private equity uh, <laughs> Ian, well, i thought the government invented it the oh, government the measurement the quote, and whenever I get asked for it, I always forget. But yeah, it's a uh, tell me how someone is measured, and, or show me how someone. That's how I mess it up. Show me how someone is measured, and I will tell you how they'll how they'll behave. So yeah, if you're measured on features and sales and upselling the customer, you're not gonna and, give and, away stuff for the sake of security. And Cisco Cisco was way ahead of the curve, right? I mean. I remember, you know, kind of like taking this analogy and giving an idea just, you know, how the industry, security industry looks at this stuff. Um, there was this, uh, there was this module from Cisco years ago, it was their identity and access management suite. And you would think that that would be one tool, but it wasn't. Identity, it was like, it was, no, it wasn't Cisco, it was IBM. IBM's identity suite. Mm -hmm. And then there was an access suite. And then there was a management suite. In order to make it all work, you had to buy all three, like Voltron, to bring them together. None of them would work in and of themselves, but you had to purchase each individual component separately with a different license to make that whole thing work. And that's not abnormal in this industry at all. It's like I think I, I think it's a reflection of our values as like a collective. Not that I'm like a CSO for a large company, but like truthfully, as we've seen from breaches over the years. It all blows over in like a week, two weeks. Two like, weeks. Yeah. I guarantee you, Microsoft is not seeing a drop in their signups for Office 365. Like, yeah. I, there's you no way Microsoft, because you know that Microsoft cert right now, like, there's executives that are like, all right, here's what we need you all to do we need you to find a zero day in a Google suite or an Amazon yeah. suite, or we need to find a breach in someone else that makes the news that and, buries this news. In their press release, they never said zero day. They said never once. No, no, they said like there was a. There was an issue, a, a slight problem that happened pretty much. It, they never said vulnerability or zero day or anything. No, well, that's and, and that's funny because on some level, reading between the lines, I guess it's a good thing. But on another level, it's way worse. It's mm -hmm. it's so much worse to have this be a design feature that, or like a big like organizational business logic flaw more than just like, oh, there was a bug. It was an open bucket. We fixed it. Like that's more comforting to me than like, we don't know how the key was leaked. It was an intended design feature, and we don't really have that great of logs, but we'll tell you if you're hacked. It just sounds like your parents being like, yeah, uh, don't ask, but uh, we have a dog now. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> There's, what? That's, that's always what? been the story between security, right? Is you balance, it's always balanced between are you secure or are you functional and accessible to the regular layman to access something? Right. Yeah. I, I just got an, a, an email just the other day from my boss saying ACA healthcare was hacked and here's the list of things that were exposed. I wrote her back and I said, you know what it took me to get access to my, my daughter's digital healthcare records, just her name and her date of birth and a checkbox that said, pretty please. Yes. Do you swear that you should have access to this? And they That's just it. gave me access to it. Oof. So it's, it's functionality. Yeah, it's a you huge feature that you can access. Your, it, it, listen, if you're a diplomat working for the State Department, you got to be able to get to your email from China. I mean, that's <laughs> like it's it's uh, like it sounds stupid, but legitimately, there's like the guy who does email for the State Department's like, dude, Office 365 is amazing. These people travel all over the world; they can access their email from anywhere, from any device. Like, that's a feature, and we have to, as a community, say, okay, 
is it worth the price? Like allowing access from everywhere. You are a State Department employee, so I guess you are flying, but like, can't you just VPN back through the White House or whatever? Like, I don't know. It's just, you right. know. I, well, like, I do you, want to go back to one we, thing, John, that you okay. said. I, 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 well, I just got to poke fun at a company. Um, you're like, I, I'm imagining in that cert room, right? And they're like, all right, everybody. All right, all right. Go, go find Google Suite. All right, Jim, you on that? Find that zero day in Google Suite. All right, uh, Bob, over here. Yeah, yeah. I want you to get in on, uh, get, get on, on the AWS stuff. You got it? Good. And someone goes, hey, should we check on Oracle Cloud? No, we're good. <laughs> Who? No, Who? don't. They're already dead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You're kicking them while they're down. So I've got, I've got a final question. This is, this is the big question, right? And we have to end on this because there have been some articles that I've been reading where people are like, well, this is the problem with cloud security. It's going to have these insecurities. It's going to have this. My fear, once again, and I brought this up multiple times on the show, and I want to make sure that we bring it up here again, is there are executives now that are having conversations that are like, well, should we get rid of Office 365 and just go back to on-prem exchange? Because it seems like that's more secure. We told them no. No. It's <laughs> there not. also isn't logging. There still isn't logging. It's no different. Yeah, the logging still sucks. <laughs> it's like, do you have your logs for, for, for access to exchange? Yes. Does it have everything we need? No. You're going to need your uh, IIS logs. You're also going to need your Active Directory logs. You're going to have to correlate and fuse those logs to tell you the story of what actually happened. It's a, it's a train wreck, but that's not more secure than this. And, and, and this gets into the kind of the helplessness that I feel the industry is kind of falling into right now is what the hell do you do as a consumer? Like you used to be able to do all kinds of duct tape, bailing wire, redneck engineering to do cool security things for your exchange environment if you were so inclined. But now with like Office 365, you're pretty much at the whim of whatever it is Microsoft feels that they will give you. Yeah. Um, so what but do you that's do? That's the cloud. That's the yeah. cloud in a nutshell. That is, that is, cloud. But that is the trade-off you make. You, yeah, that's yeah. totally the trade-off you make. And that's, that's each individual company's decision. Do we go to fast mail and get 10 accounts and call it done? Or do we build a squirrel mail? Sir? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, but I was Who's there, gonna, Corey, yeah. at the beginning, where literally people were l- like literally stitching together their own email servers. Oh, yeah. You just got a What is it? Uh, Postgres or no? Po- what's the. Um, I, I forget the Linux. Post-Gen. like Yeah. Po- po- or Dove? Dove? It was like something like no, that. No, like Dove the original. I, I yeah. don't know. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. So, so the one thing I did want to bring up, and I brought up this, uh, this before, it's like this is, gets back to like the cryptocurrency thing, which is not your key, is not your crypto, right? It's the same with any kind of cloud service, right? If if you're uploading any data and you don't have control over the key, then anyone in, anyone at Microsoft or anyone who gets access to their systems can read and access that data, right? That's just the world we live That's in. That's a feature. Right? It's That's seriously a feature. A feature. We, the fact we, that you can call yeah. security SSL, right? We encrypt every connection. I'm like, that's transit encryption, not at rest. Yep. Right. And yep. a lot of people just, you know, it's, <laughs> but we're not there yet. Some services do offer that. I will say, though, that it does come with trade-offs, right? You want that one search bar to search your thousands of SharePoint files and all that? that and it's going to do just that thing. Yeah. Like, in you know, so it, I, it's not perfect. I, I've got a hot take, an actual hot take, not just making a joke. Uh, so I'm, I'm even going to main screen myself for this. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. So no, here's the thing. This is operating as designed and nothing will change. So John's yes. saying, like, will... Will the, are executives having the conversation of going back on prem? If they have a risk management team, they might bring it up, but they're not. And 
they are going through and looking at this from a purely business and risk perspective. Whereas when they had it on prem for years, Microsoft could go, sorry, like if you have a breach, that's on you. Right? Shifting you the responsibility. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So any breach that's going to happen, the business people are like, oh, so that's going to be on Microsoft and we can go back to them yep. to make that whole. And we're only thinking in quarters anyway, because we're publicly traded. Sounds great. Whatever. Oh, oh and CSOs oh, love will tell oh. you if you're hacked. That is like the exact sentence they want <laughs> to hear. They, they want to hear that every yeah. day. Right? Like, that's what they want. I mean, obviously, we don't. We, but we have oh, that the other, message in a single pane of glass, Corey? Like, let me, uh, yes. So, okay. One more hot take. Can we talk about the most surprising part of this whole story that there was no classified information disclosed? <laughs> yeah. no one, none of, no one had a classified info no, in their email. They were, so classified explicitly stuff stated. They so. they do have classified section of uh, Microsoft, right? But they have. But even if there was classified data that was exposed to this, I, I I would be surprised if at this early that they would release that publicly. Yeah. Well, no, they, they they specifically said it wasn't. The State Department said no classified data was accessed. That's what I'm saying. Like that is the shocking part. Deny. So right, yeah. I'll go, well, I'll go down a, no, a little bit of a a little yeah. bit of a thought rabbit hole with that is that you don't need classified information to have been exposed. Classified information to be to for it to be a, a devastating thing to happen, right? If oh, this yeah. group is actually looking to uh, recruit somebody, blacklist somebody. There are plenty of people in government organizations that use their emails, as we've seen as pen testers all the time. They sign up with their corporate emails to services that they shouldn't, and those services get breached. There's been reports of all sorts of services where people are using government emails, dot mail emails, to sign up for nefarious sites so that their spouses or family won't find out. You have access to their emails and you find that sort of stuff in there. That's that's a possibility to blacklist somebody to recruit well, them. It's not the you've also, you've also got one other thing in there. The State Department said no classified information has been breached. The State Department. We don't know <laughs> what other groups got breached and what yeah, other classified true. information got taken from there. State Department could have been clean, cl free and clear as far as classified information goes. Who knows about some of these others that were well, and we know accessed. business business email compromise is a huge vector. Like when you start getting an email from the State Department that says send me this, or, do me this, it's gonna be like, yeah, we should probably do it. So it is terrifying, you know, when you talk about that email being compromised. So James, James yeah. is cr incredibly polite, isn't he? Uh, he's just <laughs> politely tapping it. I have something. Yeah. So James, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we we've ranted about the. Um, the added cost to logging within Microsoft and with any of the other cloud services. But just the fact that Microsoft by default doesn't even turn on the audit log. Every, every client I've taken on, it, it's, it's been, oh, hey, you don't have audit logging. Um, so nothing, you've, nothing that's happened in the past uh, really actually exists. So we'll turn this on and in probably 24 hours, you're gonna have something useful. Um, and then I, I had to double check because you know the licensing tiers are ridiculous. Uh, Microsoft, you know they they promote the E5 as like okay it's the end all be all, but then they tell companies that hey if you have less than 300 users, which is the you know the bulk of uh, the clients that I work with, they they use Business Premium and it doesn't have the enhanced logging. And it's you know it's like well what's the difference between the company that has 300 users and the company that has 301 users? 
So it just doesn't so, even offer it as an option. That no, like I, I mean, it, it would be an add-on, but the oh, no but the cost, and I I'd have to I'd have to sit there and go through the licensing hell again. It's the full but, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so somebody run Josh Run said that audit logging is turned on by default now. I'm I'm really hoping so. I I've actually got an assessment scheduled uh, this week with a client. So, so security <laughs> defaults is now turned on by default on your tenants. It used to not be, and that actually yeah. enables a lot of things that were not previously enabled by default. One of the one thing it does is two factor automatic. Right. So I, I still come back to when we're talking about Microsoft and logging. That people are like expecting Microsoft to get it right understand that Microsoft went decades before they gave us Sysmon. And Sysmon was just a cute little add-on that Mark Versanovich wrote uh, to add in. I mean, we should not hold our breath for Microsoft to get logging right. Yes, I mean, ever, I Everett's hot take people. is perfect. Microsoft yeah, yeah. charging to fix the issues caused by Microsoft makes complete sense. It's kind of like the police right. investigating. It's like, yeah, we've gotten some reports of police brutality. We're investigating. We're it. It's investigating. like, <laughs> uh, hold on. Aren't you the one that beat someone up like last week? Yeah, I saw no wrongdoing. Okay, like, like good bottom. job. We did it. Like, Blackfest just brought up another thing. It would apply to new tenants, but existing tenants will still need to turn it on. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Which just feels like group policy preference patch for me. Like it's like even the problem in group policy preference files. It's like so you removed all the bad encrypted passwords. Yeah. We fixed it moving forward. Uh, it's just well. So okay. So who? Here's a question I have, and I don't really know. Is it different for the like when the State Department signs up for Microsoft 365? Are they just signing up for the business trial? Like, are they, <laughs> I feel like you know, like license you get free. Is that really dude? what? Like, okay. On a high level, though, is the government can set like, okay, if you are, these are the requirements. You have to have logging. You have to like they can say this for all government customers, yeah, right? And they it. can set this as like a regulatory requirement, no. right? No, no way in hell, no way in hell. I mean, th whenever you're working inside of like the government on unclassified and even the classified side, um, even if I'll just go back to the Department of Interior, right? You could say Department of Interior does X, Y, and Z, and that's mineral resource management, that's forestry, that's all kinds of different departments, and they all hate each other, right? Like that's one of the things. Like if you're in a meeting and you've got a whole bunch of government heads of security or IT, and someone stands up and says it's a good idea to do X, Y, and Z, there's going to be somebody in a different group that will say, "Well, that's just stupid," and they will fight about that for months. Because it's not about the technical merits. It's going to be about the personality. It's going to be about the history. It's going to be about who did what to whose network when. You know how long I've been here? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that too, right? So you can't just globally just say, this is what the settings are going to be, because they all disagree with each other. And some organization has to go first and say that this is what we think the setting should be. And then immediately there'll be other department heads that start fighting. And if you get into the classified world, it's even worse, right? The FBI says something, the CIA has got to hate it. And the NSA is going to be quiet for months, and then they're going to come out with something completely different right before DISA does. And then DISA is going to get pissed because 99% of what they were going to say, the NSA said it. And then they get it, like, seriously, like, working in the government on security things? It's funny. Absolute, because yeah. on the classified networks, there's separate classified networks to separate the classified networks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're and, like, no, 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 you can't talk on this one. No, no, no. No, and they're more afraid of each other. I mean, I we get into savvy and T-savvy interoperability between classified networks, right? So, you know, it, this is a very big problem where we've had, uh, like, years, whenever I've been doing this, 
like going in and saying, this is a best practice and people will fight you tooth and nail, like even password complexity. I remember not in, not in DOD, not in IC, not in unclassified government, but even in unclassed organizations, you would say, okay, well, you should really have passwords that are longer than eight characters. And they're like, well, PCI said that eight characters is fine up until last year. It, it's absolutely, it's absolutely insanity at all levels. Can it's we like, get like okay, an executive yeah. order that just says like, y'all got to have logs. Like that's the whole order. Like it just I says mean, like, you have the from, only dear, circular A130. You know how many example. companies will show up knocking on the door like, we do logs for the government. We're the best. Hire yeah. us. We've got the new product. Dude, logs are completely board. compliant. Yeah, I got this email that. about this company called Logs4j. It looks pretty good. I think we should hire them. <laughs> I think John, John, John said it very well. And if you haven't worked in the government, I, I have done contracting. I did it for almost a decade in, in another life. But it's when you see the level of kind of vindictiveness between even just departments or even just teams within the same department trying to build their own little empires and control what goes on so that they can do things the way they want to and they'll fight everybody around it. As I, I always ex explain to people who haven't worked in the government, there's this outside perception that the government is made up of the best and brightest of people who want to cooperate and actually accomplish the overall mission and goal. And it cannot be further from the truth. <laughs> you don't have the best and brightest getting every job. You do have really good people in there doing their good work, but there are people at the at the higher levels that will just they'll just fight. clash on things, and nothing will get done for six months, twelve months, eighteen. And, months. and I, you know, you know, when we're when we're looking at these different organizations and how I think there's an XKCD comic that's talking about standards, right? Mm. And just how it devolves constantly. And you know, let's talk about cloud computing as you know, looking at this and talking to executives over the years. For a long, 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 long time, a ton of executives look at the cloud and they love the cloud, not just because of, you know, we can take the responsibility and the risk and we can put it on Microsoft or Google or whoever, but it was going to kill a lot of these arguments because it was no longer going to be a conversation of this department wants this and this department wants that and this department wants this. Microsoft Office 365 has X and that's what you all are getting. And I don't need you to argue about it. And I would, I'd like to think that like, you know, 70% of, you know, moving to the cloud for executives was getting past the petty squabbles of IT infrastructure, which they were wrong, by the way. But I can see how they wanted to head that way for sure. We'll have to pour oh. one out for all the Microsoft cloud sales reps that will have to miss their Mercedes payments. Uh, yeah. Sad. Yeah. Uh, they're not missing nothing. I'll tell you that yeah. one. So here's your, but, here's your, here's your comic. I want to I want to kind of re-echo what Ian said. You know, when you're looking at this and you're thinking that you need to change your infrastructure because of security, if you think you can do it better, you can't. You're going to if you try to do this on your own, you're going to screw it up. And kind of further taking what Ian said, the narrative is fundamentally different. If you have your own exchange server and you build that exchange server and you make it as secure as you possibly can and you get popped, you own it completely, 100%. The narrative is you got popped. For these 25 organizations, the narrative isn't that they got popped. The narrative is Microsoft had a vulnerability and they were a victim. There are 25 directors of IT in these organizations that are sipping back, sitting back, sipping on a margarita and thinking, thank God this isn't my problem today. Yep. And that's the narrative. And that's the story for moving to the cloud. Yeah. No, you're right. 100% right. It's um, only $15 a user. I keep, uh, <laughs> I keep going back because it's showing the gray in my beard. Uh, the, the, these old, tired kind of business terms. 
And there was one that I thought of earlier when people were kind of joking around about, you know, Microsoft charging for a fix for something they created. That's on brand. Uh, there's, a, there's a phrase around consulting. And that's really what we're talking about, where it's like, if, if you know, if, if you can't make money solving the problem, there's great money in uh, continuing the problem or something like that. And that's, you just summed up, and I think you yeah. just said what Corey said earlier, that's the entire security industry. Yeah. So every time this bad shit happens and you start to feel bad, just remember, you've got to, this Christmas, send off another thank you card to Microsoft and to China for keeping us all employed. Aww. And with that... <laughs> I like how this show was just Ian. the Microsoft episode. Oh, the like, Microsoft it's all Microsoft one bug. Oh, no. Yeah, just one. That's it. Well, it was thanks a big, for attending, it was a doozy. everybody. It was a doozy. Yeah.